Welcome back to another episode of Talking Shop. I'm your host, Gary Punnick, and today I'm joined by V89's Tyler Phillips and Matt Povtak. We have a packed episode for you today. We go over FSU football's coaching search, FSU soccer's postseason run, along with men's and women's basketball getting their season started. Let's jump right into it. All right, and we are back today, joined by Tyler Phillips, Matt Povtak, both V89ers here. So, We've got a pretty big show today, lots of cover. We got FSU football, soccer, men's and women's basketball. Big times going on right now at Florida State. Let's start with football. Florida State comes off a big win, not really a big win. I mean, 49-12 to against Alabama State University, the Hornets, FCS team, Florida State's only FCS team on the roster for this season. They handily beat them in Odell's second game of the year as interim head coach and fourth game overall as head coach. So now he's 4-0. As the Seminoles go into their bye week this week and look ahead to Florida, how are you guys feeling on Odell? Matt, let's start with you. Well, first off, I want to say thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be on here as always. But with terms of Odell, you know, I don't know if you can say that this last week has really been a sign of what he can and can't do because it was our only FCS team. I think our more of a sign would be the week before against Boston College. But He's doing what he needs to do, you know. He got the win. We handled that team pretty well. It was a little scary at the start, but he's, you know, he gets the win in the end. I think he's done a great job coming in. Um, you could have easily sat down and, uh, you know, said this was, season was a loss. And I think had they lost to Boston College, it might have been that they might have been feeling that way because it would have been hard to get to a bowl having to face Alabama State, then Florida. Um, probably not going to win against Florida, um, but <laughs> but Odell came in on the road against a very good Boston College team that was that that can really pound the rock, and they found a way to win down fourteen to three early, and then they come into Alabama State and they're a little slow to start the the game, um, and then they get going and it's a forty nine to twelve win. You said just a solid solid week. Um, you know, that was without Cam Akers as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully he'll be able to make a return. I think Odell's been able to turn this locker room around. You look at the, the videos from the, the from the locker room, and you really see the players rowling around him. So, Bodell ha- Boldell Haggins uh, <laughs> has really won the fans over, but also got this team turned around, in my opinion, at least to from where they were earlier in the season. Exactly. And I, and I love personally what Odell brings to the table every time he comes in as an interim head coach. He really rallies his team together, mm-hmm. and he gets them going. And I think he really is that glue. He's the glue guy for Florida State, and he always will be as, he, as he's been here for 25 years he's, or so. He's FSU football. Exactly. He's everything you want in FSU football. A, a guy that can get you going and and a guy that is everything Florida State. Powerade mimosas, <laughs> Powerade, uh, you know, no Gatorade on the field, uh, and just a, just an awesome guy. Exactly. Matt, what? I was going to say, I get strong, you know, I know he's been on the staff since Bowden. I get strong Bowden vibes from yeah. listening to him talk. He talks yep. like Bowden. He, he rallies the team around it, and he's not doing what Taggart did with the whole swag, and, mm-hmm. you know, he's just old-style football. And mm-hmm. Swag surf, question mark? Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> We're missing out on the swag surf. He didn't know, Oda, Coach Odell Haggins didn't know what the swag surf was when somebody asked about it after the game against Alabama State. But when you kind of mentioned Bobby Bowden, he reminds you of that. He kind of, in, at least in terms of the press conferences, he reminds me more of like a Bill Belichick type coach. Mm-hmm. Like the way he answers people and the way he kind of, kind of, do, like redirects comments and questions, just reminds me of like the of Belichick and how he's just focused on the next game or on the next opponent, and not anything in the future. Like today, we're recording this on Wednesday, the twentieth of November. Uh, he was asked by a few members of the media about like the head coaching search later on down the line and recruiting and stuff like that, and he kept iterating, it's just about Florida. We're focused on Florida. Even though this is the bye week right now, we, got, we don't have the game this week, we're focused on our next team. So I really like that when it comes to head coaches. I'm not a, and I'm not even a New England Patriots fan. I'm the furthest thing from it. Mm-hmm. But I love those styles of coaches that are just focused on the task at hand. Yeah. So let's move on to the next thing, the coaching search, which Odell did not want to talk about. We are going to talk <laughs> about it here. I Do you guys feel that Odell could be that next guy, could be the right guy? Because although Florida State, I think we believe they missed out on their guy originally in Bob Stoops last week. They, it kind of was thrown out there that Florida State wasn't able to get him. That was their main target at that moment. 
So where do they go from next? Is Odell the guy, or should they keep looking and waiting? I, I think Odell could be the guy. I, I know he this team, Florida State football, is behind him. You know, We saw on Twitter all the players on the team tweeting out about, we want Odell as the head coach. Well, what it's going to come down to is this next game. If they want to keep Odell, they're going to have to beat UF. And that's not no easy task, but it just depends on how much they want it and if they can. Because I think Odell could be the guy, but he has to he has to get a big win. Boston College is a big win, but he needs like a solidifying win to cement his job. He's only beaten one Power 5 opponent yeah. in his four games because he beat U, or Louisiana Monroe after the Florida game last year, after Jimbo left in 2017. And then he beat Southern Mississippi in the Independence Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then he's beaten Alabama State last week. And then his first win was against BC. So yeah. He, he is... needs a big win to get the administration and the boosters and mm-hmm. everyone on his side. Cause every, need, yeah, because yeah. everyone in terms of the players, like you said, are already on his side. He just needs kind of the rest of Tallahassee and the FSU fan base to say, hey, he is the head coach. The, not just the interim head coach, the head coach, the full-time head coach. Mm-hmm. I think he really could be the guy, you know, like you're saying, you know, he does really need to solidify himself as as someone who can win over a team that, uh, you know, plays good football year in, year out. Um, And Florida would definitely be a win uh, that would do that. However, I worry about if if Florida State does hire him, you know, what if it doesn't go the way that we, you know, expect it to go as fans, Mm -hmm. you know? Then you have to go and you have to talk about did Florida State make the right hire? How much? How much? How much did this put them back in terms of getting forward? Because you know you've got to hire someone that is going to turn this program around. And I think you you you've pointed to it when we were we were you know analyzing Odell. You know he is a Florida State guy. Mm-hmm. You know he is everything that Florida State fans and Florida State football players want in a football coach. It's just can he do what is needed to be done as a head coach and and that's still a question mark for me um and so i don't know if he's the right guy i I would be hesitant because i don't want his legacy ruined at florida state if he were to be hired and things not go the right way that's true i like yeah i like that point there because i that's something that i've struggled with too like i really like odell as a coach he really brings the right mentality he like it's more old school football like we've all said like, when FSU uh, announced that uh, Willie Tiger was being fired, they had a practice shortly after, and Odell just made them run. And coming from that coaching that I've grown up with and that a lot of us probably had grown up with, it's you get punished for playing bad, and that's what he did there. He punished them for their poor play over the fa- past few weeks or so, and that and it really straightens some guys out possibly, and it really kind of weeds out the ones that want to be there and the ones that don't. So that's what him there can really do as a head coach. It can kind of change the culture because that's obviously something that Mm -hmm. really has to change. And this is the big turning moment for FSU. If they get this head coaching next call right, program turned around and it's back the right way. But if they get this one wrong, it could end up being a Miami situation. I know we talked about... That was what I was worried about, yeah. Exactly, and that's what really can mess up this this university almost because mm-hmm. it really can have implications for the whole rest of the university because like we see when FSU wins national titles uh, applications for the school just for students go up so mm-hmm. and people like and people give money for football I mean it's just facts I mean yeah. attendance at games you know exactly it's, it's been going down each year these past couple of years and revenue for the uh, just Tallahassee in general when the team is good people will come from all over the place to come to a game in Tallahassee and they'll spend money at hotels spend money at restaurants spend money all over the place so mm-hmm. the whole town almost needs this team to get right and get this choice right so speaking of the right choice who do you guys believe is the right choice for Florida State as of right now well you know I've said this I've been on this train since very started since oh, the day Willie Taggart was fired. Oh, Lord. Michael Leach. This man from Wazoo could turn this program around. I think he, with his air raid offense, would would take Florida State's offense and make it a powerhouse in the ACC. I think it would make it the best offense in the ACC. He would have to then go and get a good defensive coordinator because his defenses have been historically bad. But Mike Leach, he's a big, disciplined guy. 
he the, a couple weeks ago he got well he got in trouble. He was having his players do up downs on the field during the game because they were getting penalties. I think I think he would be a great candidate for hire. I don't know if we're going to be able to get him, but that's my number one choice. And if okay, so um, more on Mike Leach. Do you think if he gets the job at Florida State, does Kendall Bryles stay? See, that's the thing. His I don't know if it would work because Kendall Bryles has, and Mike Leach have kind of different offenses, mm -hmm. whereas uh, Mike Leach spreads everything out. Kendall is more of a uh, run and gun kind of like a kind of more Taggart but style. They, but they can all. I see those two can work in unison because if you have run and gun, you can spread it out as well. You can keep yeah, it going because if true. you have it spread out, that means you have a lot more room to run. If if he came, I would hope he would keep Bryles, because Bryles I think has very is very promising the way he can be groomed into be the next maybe head coach. Mm -hmm. And I think, well actually no, I don't think that's what I was gonna say. I, Bryles was a, on staff with Leach somewhere. Mm, no, I don't. I, 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 I don't know. Okay, I don't believe he was. Yeah, no, no, that is. I'm thinking <laughs> of something else. I'm thinking of Stoops. Stoops. That's what it was. Okay. So with me. You know, Bob Stoops now out of the picture. You know, he was the the only solid person that I looked at and said he can give us just about everything Florida State needs. Mm -hmm. Right? Recruiting, discipline, uh, history as a good coach. Right? Somebody that's proven winner. Um, and you look at the candidates right now, and my top choice. You know, it, it's hard for me because there's so many people that have so many question marks. Mike Leach has a couple question marks in the recruiting aspect. You know, he play, he's been out of the, the game in the South for a while now, now being at Washington. You know, he's he's done okay at Washington State. You know, it, 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 he's not brought them to – he's brought them to what Washington State can do. Can he bring – Florida State to what Florida State is expected to do and win a national title. That's still to be questioned, right? Mm -hmm. So, and then you got Mark Stoops that, you know, it's been talked about. You know, he he's has a losing record at Kentucky. Granted, it's Kentucky. But, you mm -hmm. know, you've got to, I think whoever the candidate has to be, Florida State fans and Florida State players have got to be wholeheartedly confident in the person. It's got to be a whole around pick. And I don't know who right now in the whole candidate field gives you that right for me my top choice if i've got to pick one is not even somebody anybody's talking about okay it's brian kelly from notre dame and you would talk and you're like well, how are you going to get brian kelly away yeah, from notre dame first, that's my first question <laughs> two things you put him in the south right where he gets to play you know teams like florida and clemson you know and and also, Notre Dame has a strict academic policy, which kind of caps their recruiting, right? And so if you if you draw him away with those things and also money, more money than he's making now, mm -hmm. I think you could go get him. But I think that's a long shot, just to put it out there. That's but that's a, my top yeah, choice. That's a very long shot. Very long shot. But that's the only guy I look at and say, and say like, say, says to myself, like, that's an all-around guy. That's a guy that Florida State needs, and a winner. Why do you believe he's the guy that Florida State needs? I mean, granted, yeah, he has had some. He has his, he has had some success in in his time at Notre Dame. He's made it to a BCS national championship yeah. game where they got smoked, by, where Notre Dame got smoked by Alabama. He's made it to a Fiesta Bowl. He's made it to a Cotton Bowl where they got smoked by Clemson. But still, he's done. He's He's done a lot with Notre Dame, but he also has had some pretty ugly years. Like he did go four and eight in twenty four in twenty sixteen. Yeah. So well, it's, there, it's interesting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So there, there's there's kind of a, a ceiling at Notre Dame. I don't want to like put it because they have won so many national championships, but there is a ceiling now, especially because they have such strict academic um, requirements when with with recruits. Mm -hmm. And Florida State does not. Right, you can go and get someone that might not perform as well academically and is a great player, and so that mm -hmm. I feel like that opens up things for him a little bit. I don't know if he would ever go away. I don't think he would, but for me, that would be the only guy in the field right now that I could maybe less Miles, maybe maybe because he just Miles just got into that contract at Kansas. I know. They're, I granted they're doing just okay over there. They're not typical Kansas. But it's going, Kansas. Going 12. Why would you yeah. want to stay at Kansas? No, that's a good point. Yeah, but why would you also like he? I think 
Les Miles and some of these coaches like where they're at. Granted, maybe a small school, they like where they're at because there's less expectation there. Like Lane Kiffin, I know I've joked oh, about. Lord, I know Lane I know, Kiffin. No, 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 I'm Here saying, we go. No, I'm saying this. I know I've <laughs> joked about Lane Kiffin coming to Florida State. He as the current head coach at FAU. But he really doesn't want to leave it down there. And I don't blame him one bit. I've had this conversation with my dad, who's an FAU alumni. He, Why would Lane Kiffin ever want to leave Boca Raton, Florida? There's so, It's 85. He t- Lane Kiffin tweeted out today. I saw it on Twitter. He just tweeted out a picture. I guess he was running stadiums at FAU. And it said 85 in, degrees in November. Do you want it? It's, that's pretty darn nice. No, he's, yeah. got, he's got easy access to the ocean. He, can, he loves fishing. There's no point for Lane Kiffin to leave. And also, why does he want to have to go to somewhere where he has to have more expectations put upon him? FAU, if he makes a bowl game every single season with the Owls, he is great. He yeah. is the best head he coach. He makes FAU's money, yeah. yeah. because he's already made two bowl games now. This, this is the second bowl game this year that he's going to be in. That's already tied Howard Schnellenberger's at FAU. They'll put a statue up there for him. They already have a statue for Howard Schnellenberger. Exactly. So, I mean, Lane Kiffin might be next at FAU. So let me ask you, who do you want? Who's your number yeah. one coaching candidate? As of right now, I'm st- I like Odell at this point in time, but that can obviously change. Mm-hmm. I still think there's a lot of room to go. I, if there, this is I know this, it's not as long of a shot as Brian Kelly. Yeah, it's not as long of a shot as Mike Leach. I think this is still a bit closer than Mike Leach. Okay. I think Brett Venables, the defensive coordinator at Clemson, is an option still. I know he's that kind of fiery personality, maybe too fiery for some people. And he really hasn't had that head coaching experience at the top level, like at a Florida State or any other school. But I think he can really change some stuff around here. Like yeah. when you talk about culture change and attitudes needing to go the right way, he will straighten some people out. That's so true. I'm always hesitant to hire coordinators as head coaches. Mm-hmm. And, and f- especially for a program like Florida State that's so keen on getting back to winning, is we can't experiment, Florida State cannot experiment with coaches. They did, and with Taggart. And with Taggart. And a, I felt like that was an, a failed experiment. But Taggart had a head coaching experience prior did, to that. He did. So not there's like a your, big program. But he didn't have Oregon. a big program. Oh, Oregon was one year. One year and, and, and he did poor. And he did poor. Five and seven, was it seven, seven and five? Seven and five. So I mean, that's four, better than what he did here. <laughs> that's very true. You're right. But it, it's he before that, what, USF, Western Kentucky? Mm-hmm. It was just very, like, it, what I've been saying, and the reason I'm so hesitant to say one guy, is because I don't see anybody on the 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 uh, the board right now. The board, mm-hmm. the uh, big board, yep. as you would say, uh, that gives Florida State everything they need. I well, one guy. That, well, that's why I think Odell might be a viable option then, because you can give him a one to two year contract and say, hey. We, you're, you're our guy right now, but mm-hmm. you got to understand this. I know that's probably a really difficult conversation to have with anyone because I can't say to you, hey, I want you to do this job for what for just two years, but if someone better comes up, he's going to get the job. So just be but ready. You like, can't, that's just you can't I mean, give him a one to two year contract, and then if he's not performing the way Florida State wants him to perform, then have him, he would have to be forced into retirement. Yeah. Right, he'd be done. I think he well, he is pretty close to to retirement. I would say. I mean, he's coached for twenty five years now, or twenty six. Yeah. I pro, I get this I just, every time. My hesitation with that, like I said earlier, is his reputation. Mm-hmm. I just no. I, Florida State fans are savage, they're ruthless, and yeah. they're ruthless. They do not hold up on anything. Uh, you know, they're not happy with the way you win against a a, a rival. You win by five points. They're still going to, you know, they're like, oh, we should have won by 20. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's, it's. I just don't want him to regret taking a coaching position and then him not having that reputation hold up. To piggyback on something you said, I agree with that. But also, I think that when FSU is looking for this next coach, they need, they want at least someone who has been a proven gone into a big program and can win and that's why I like Mike Leach he went to Texas Tech you know not the hugest program but he took lower level talent because you know everyone every recruit in that area is going to go to either Texas uh, Texas A&M Oklahoma and he turned that program around and I think it was the 2008 year he him and uh, Michael Crabtree was on that team and they ended up upsetting the number one overall Texas and then then to go to Washington State after he got fired from Texas Tech for some some reasons, for, for reasons that were that were, ended up being false. Yes, it was okay. false allegations. It completely, yeah. completely fabricated. He went to Washington State. He took a program that was maybe the worst in 
one of the worst in college football. His first year, he got three and nine. You know, that's a, it's a bad year. But then, say his 2018 season, every single year they've gotten better, and he took them to eleven and two. And I think they ended up losing. I don't uh, their bowl game to Iowa State. Yeah, to Iowa State. I was they, at that game. Eleven in San and two. Antonio. Yeah. If he could take a program like Washington State, Texas Tech, he coached. He was the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma for a while, and he's been able to have success proven time after time after time. I think that's what FSU needs. They need a proven coach that can win games. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I think that's what every yeah. team wants. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, so Florida State, so they're in a weird holding period right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to get a coaching decision until late because, like I said, the one guy I really like, Brett Venables, he won't even be able to interview till after the regular season mm-hmm. because yep. Davos Sweeney yep. will not let him. Yeah. Yep. So And if they go to the national championship again, keeps then, extending. then it mm-hmm. keeps extending. Then you're into January. And then if he doesn't accept it, then you've lost some potential time. potential candidates that might have gone mm-hmm. somewhere else. And or even, recruiting. Or, or, or recruiting. recruiting. Yeah. And so that that is a very big question mark that you really have to take into account. And I think that's when you say Odell, where you can kind of say, oh, well, you can just give him a contract right now. now. We could do Yeah, because yeah. allegedly Odell interviewed for the position on Sunday. Allegedly. Okay. So we don't know that. And he's denied all those uh, he's just kind of like swept him under the rug when being interviewed, just like he has with the recruiting stuff and other head coaching stuff. One last question, because I know we want to switch topics. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Campbell, what do you what do you think of Matt Campbell? I don't know how I feel about him. He's it kind of like you like you said. You don't want some guy who hasn't had big time experience. I know Iowa State's a big school, but yeah, it, is it the same thing as Willie Taggart? No, yeah, you know, he that... coached at Toledo beforehand. Then Iowa, I know he did well at Toledo and did he's done pretty well at Iowa State, State this yeah. year. They was it they beat Texas yeah. last week, so they beat Texas every year now. <laughs> yeah, somehow, yeah, no surprise. <laughs> but so I think he's a decent option, but I don't think he's the, the best answer. Option. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I we could they could be getting into another Willie Taggart situation if that happens. It's a it's a risk, and that's and what you want to avoid. That's the main main overall arcing. Uh, thing that you can take from this coaching search is you've got to get a winner and you've got to get someone that is not going to be an experiment exactly yeah, right? and, the, and the one thing that kind of just keeps resonating with me throughout looking for whoever's going to be the head coach of florida state is what david cover ad david coburn said the introductory press conference for odell and his second run as interim head coach he said frankly six and six is not good enough for us nope yep. that's that's florida state's mentality yep. that's all these fans all the fans mentality and it should be. I mean, this this is Florida State. They have higher expectations. They should be held to it. So it's going to be interesting to see who they come out with their head coach in the coming weeks. Yeah. I said I've said this off air and all that a few times. I think the head coach will be announced before Florida. It's either right before Florida or the week or like shortly after. Oh, so you think next week? I think next week. Thanksgiving present. Fine. That's just get that. Yeah, could be. I, I'm, that's just a guess, though. I have no sources for that. These yeah. are all guesses. Yeah, yeah. My opinion on that, I think if if we're going to maybe hire Odell, I think you wait till Florida. You see how this Florida game goes. If if we get stomped by Florida, I don't know if Odell is going to be the guy. Yeah, but they got stomped by Florida last year with, uh, with Willie. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of the – and some of the players have maybe given up. I mean, you don't know that. We yeah. don't know the players' mentality right now. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. agree, but I I just think they should wait till after this game and see how this goes because we Odell, like you said, hasn't been tested against a big team yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're going to preview Florida, but I think the real key to even being in that game is Cam Akers playing, and I don't know if he's still a question mark at this point. And if he is a question mark going into that game and he doesn't play, I don't even see it being close. Yeah, yeah just I agree because with that. you know he's the wild Cam. The yeah. you got to have a running game, and Leiburn's good, but. He, is he? It's, is he's he? Not Cam he's not Cam Akers. Akers. He's not Cam Akers. Yeah, um, I so. agree with that. So we can get off Florida State football. Yeah, we'll do more previewing of the Florida game next week. Yep. But let's jump into a team that's actually in the playoffs right <laughs> now. Florida State soccer. They advanced to the second round of the NCAA Women's College Cup playoffs. I probably get that wrong, but they beat Southern Alabama last weekend on Saturday two nil. Uh, Chris McFarland had two goals in that match. So Florida State comes into their next game on Friday night this week against Brown. Ivy League school comes up comes on down to Tallahassee for their second round matchup. Brown took down Monmouth University last weekend in uh, penalties for one. They beat Monmouth. So what are we feeling going into this one? I know Florida State. They sh- this is. This feels like a game Florida State should be winning yep. here. Grand Florida State is the number one seed in the 
uh, region that they are in. Well, you look at Brown and uh, Florida State's record overall. I will be I'll be honest with you. Coming into this, I have not watched enough Florida State soccer, um, and I am guilty of that because our women's soccer or Florida State's women's soccer team is one of the best in the nation. Um, and uh, oh, okay. Okay, we'll get into that later. We'll get into that a little bit. Uh, but Brown's fourteen, three, and one. Am I re- correct in that, or is it the other way around? Fourteen. 14 uh, f- they have. 14 wins, one loss, three, three ties. Three ties draws, if you is a little bit of a distortion because Florida State's three five losses came against ranked teams. Very good ranked Very teams. Very good ranked Two, teams. I believe they, if they counted in the For, standings, it's U, it would be UVA twice. Yep. Then you have North Carolina, North Carolina, USC, USC and, and UCLA. UCLA. And UCLA and USC were on the road early in the season and, and in uh, California, which is just mm-hmm. a hard place to travel. Um, and, and they were close games Florida to State, the end. Yeah, Florida State doesn't have a loss outside the top five. Exactly. So that's and so if that that's very telling uh, for for me. So going in and looking at the South, South Alabama game, you know, I watched, I, I followed a little bit on Twitter. It looked early that they were struggling, and then Dan, uh, McFarland came in and scored two goals on two shots. McFarland scored early. She scored in the fourth oh, minute. Okay, yeah. sorry, my she bad. That was the minute. that was the Virginia game. No, you're good. Yeah, she scored. Uh, McFarland scored her first goal in the, the fourth, fourth minute, minute around yeah. the forty eight second mark of that minute in the game against South Alabama. Then she later scored in the fifty eighth minute in the second half. So, Kristen McFarland has been doing a lot for this team lately, and I've been really impressed with her. And I. I really like how she's played this year. She has yes. come in in big moments. I remember that game against Florida. She came in and scored a goal, which was kind of an open netter because the goalie kind of messed up and completely mm-hmm. forgot mm-hmm. where the ball was or forgot what to do with it. So she really has been playing well with the ball this year, and I've been impressed with it. Yeah, I think uh, Florida State, you know, they handled South Alabama very professionally. You know, they didn't mm-hmm. come out and play down to their level. They moved the ball well. They spread the offense, and, you know, they didn't, they didn't stoop down to their opponent's level, which is something mm-hmm. that's good because it happens a lot in soccer. You see, you see them get complacent and sit back, and all of a sudden, you know, soccer's so soccer's so uh, weird that you know you get you get one goal scored against you, and then you can't score, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're out of the tournament. Yeah, it's um, all momentum. Yeah, and so I think Florida State should handle this next game against Brown pretty easily, but they have to they have to treat it like a business trip. They have to come in. They have to be professional. They can't stoop down to the other team's level. And especially as the defending national champions, mm-hmm. you're going to have a target on your back to, against every team you play. Exactly. So Brown's coming in thinking, hey, we have a chance to upset the best le- last year's national champion. Arguably one of the best teams in the nation. This year, yep. yes. Mm-hmm. And they just have to They have to play – they have to t- treat it like a business. Take care, they just have to take care of business. Yeah, exactly. Well, and exactly. you look at this, uh, this team in Florida State and you really look at uh, Dana Castellanos as mm. someone that needs to come out and, and get a goal early. Uh, she, she shot eight shots. They just weren't going in. Uh, versus South Alabama, and then versus Virginia, just kind of just not there as well. Mm-hmm. And so, with when Deanna Deanna Castellanos Deanna Castellanos is successful, Florida State is successful. Mm-hmm. And so, I think going in, handling Brown, handling your business, and then you face the winner of USF Washington. And that, if you play USF, it would be a rematch of the first round of last year's tournament. Uh, which was a uh, it was not a close game if I remember correctly, but I think USF obviously is a little bit better now that they're into what second yeah, round this, this is year. the second round of the tournament this year. Um, they, so Florida State, this is the second round for the rest of the nation right now. So if Florida State were to win this one, they play on Sunday in Tallahassee. Florida State has a home field advantage all throughout the playoffs up until the semifinals, up until the Final Four. Almost. And that's played where this year? The Final Four, I believe, is in San Jose, California. Okay, that's going to be an interesting... Uh... Yeah, it's going to be a away game for Florida State. They, The rest of the bracket, that's a favorable one. Stanford, will, Stanford the number one seed out in another region of the bracket, bracket would be in, at home almost. USC, if they can uh, take it out there, they'll do well because yeah. they have more of a home vibe there. But Florida State does have a pretty good rest of the bracket ahead of them. They play the rest of the teams left in... Their end of the bracket is South Florida, Washington, Duke, number three, Wisconsin, who Florida State beat already this year. Yep. That was an early game. Uh, that was, I believe, the second game of the year. Yep, they won 1-0. Yep. There. So they have Wisconsin, and then after that, UCLA and Clemson. So Florida State has some opponents that they have faced as of recent yeah. in their bracket. So that's 
it's good news for them because they'll know what to do because all three or all four of the teams on the other half of the bracket, UCLA, Clemson, Duke, and Wisconsin, they've played this year. Yeah. They beat Clemson twice, they've lost to UCLA, they beat Duke, and they beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin yeah. So that's favor- and that favors them, I'd say. I feel like that is an advantage, and you look at it, and they've already traveled out to California once. Mm-hmm. So if they were to go through the tournament and find a way to win these games, you know, you look at a team that's going to play, that they'll individually, if USC wins out, they'll play them again mm-hmm. uh, and get a rematch with them. So you look at Florida State, and at a perspective for them, they faced a lot of these teams early, and they know what each team is going to do mm-hmm. and, and it, that is a definitely an advantage um for for florida state and if there is chalk that just runs the rest of this bracket out here for the region uh it would be fsu taking on ucla in the quarterfinals for the bracket and florida state the last time ucla came to tallahassee which was last season florida state beat them four to one and they also tied usc last season mm-hmm. so and so both games in tallahassee so teams generally have trouble traveling east yeah. and traveling west granted it's time zone difference and all that so that really once again favors florida state because they have this home field advantage through the uh region through the region yep so that is huge for this team so then you look at what the what the pivotal point is if they can win all these games the pivotal point is can they travel to San Jose. San Jose. If they, if they make it there. If they make it there and be successful, and that's what mm-hmm. we we look we'll look for in the the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into quick predictions for this game against Brown. That is on Friday night at 5 p.m. at the Seminole Sports Complex out over near the Tully Gym and the Leech and all that. If you're on campus, so what do we got for predictions? I think that we could get a little scare here. I think Brown's going to sit back, they're going to play smart, and they're going to try to counterattack and mm-hmm. take it, you know, try to get, you know, get one in the net and then just sit back. I think that Florida State wins this game, but not without getting a little uh, scare. So I would say my score is going to be Florida State 2, Brown 1. Okay. I was going to go, I was, I'm going to have to give it 3-0 Florida State. I think Brown tries to come out the gates hot mm-hmm. if they because they'll be getting the kickoff to start the match because they are the away team. Yeah. So they'll come out the gate hot. They'll try and get a, a quick offensive push, and then Florida State will counter right back. So okay. I feel they're going to kind of struggle with that aspect because they're not going to be able – Brown really knows they have to get a goal quick and they have to put pressure on yeah. Florida State. You can't just sit back and let them come to you because if you let Florida State come to you, Dana Castellanos, Jalen Howell mm-hmm. – all the girls back there are Jeez going. Out. They're going to beat you. That's plain and simple. They're not going to let. They're not going to go quietly into this one. So Florida State three, Brown nil. No. I've got it one one after full time. Oh wow! And it goes oh, into overtime, and Florida State wins two one. Okay. All right. I think that Florida State might come out a little slow. Um, just you know, again, it, it really all depends. Can they get? people going that they need to get going Mm. and they haven't been able to do it the last two games even against south alabama who you would think oh maybe they would you know even though mcfarland stepped up you would you just need your leading scorers to step up and so i'm just a little concerned going into this game and brown's a number 16 seed so they're they're a pretty decent team um going in so i think i think one one after after uh full time and then florida state finds a way to put it out or pull it out in overtime all right, sounds good. We'll have to see how that one goes on Friday night. But let's jump over now to the hardwood. Florida State men's and women's basketball have started out their seasons this past couple weeks. The men's side, they are 3-1 and one after a win against Western Carolina on last Friday night. It was two pretty one. close. Oh, 2-1? Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, shoot. Yeah, it was Pitt. They lost to Pitt, beat Florida, and then beat Western Carolina. They had a little bit of a scare against the Catamounts the other night. Mm-hmm. So... Western Carolina came out the gates hot, really exposed the lack of depth in Florida State's and de- Florida State's whole team right now, because the rest of Florida State's offense right now is lackluster. I'd call it because it's just it's literally just Trent Forrest, Devin Vassell, MJ Walker at times, Patrick Williams at mm-hmm. times. So the rest of this team just wasn't able to really show up. Florida State got out of that second half and or came out into the second half hot. They put away the Catamounts narrowly, I believe, by like four points or so. And now they're two and one. Women's side, they are four and zero. Oh, had a pretty easy run so far. Only tough game was really LSU. Let's start. Let's go back to the men's though quickly. What are we feeling on this uh, men's team? We're recording this a few hours. Let's, I think that's about three hours, fifteen minutes before tip off against Chattanooga 
in the first game of the Emerald Coast Classic. This is one of those home site games for Florida State in the Emerald Coast Classic. How are we feeling about this FSU basketball team so far this year? Uh, I'm going to say a little uncertain. I need to see more because, you know, against Pitt, they did not look good. They you, too many fouls. Too, I think that is a, a thing of FSU's strong defense. You know, they play very aggressive defense. And so, but then you'll see them come out against Florida and I think they held them to 20 something points in the first half. Mm-hmm. So, and then Western Carolina, they, their defense wasn't even good. Western Carolina, I think, was shooting lights out. Give them that. They shot 52% from three in the first half, I think. Um, I think this game's going to be a statement game on whether or not we're going to be as good as some of, some people think we are. I think Florida State needs to handle this team. I think if we get another scare like Western Carolina, it's not going to look good for this team. Well, you look at the Western Carolina game, and I think a lot of people thought, you know, this was going to be a, a game that Florida State and came out and handled their business at home. It's the first home game of the season. You know, a lot of people were there from what I saw. Um, and I thought there was a chance that this might be a trap game. Mm-hmm. You know, you come off a bad pit loss where you very much well could have won that game on the road to open the season in the ACC conference. Then you go and you travel to Florida, and I would say almost manhandle your, your rivals. Uh, just it, it complete dominance. Um, and, and and then you go home and you're on a high. And, and the Catamounts have played teams tough this year. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this before the show, Gary. They came in and they played Georgia in the first half, and they were leading 38-37 in the mm-hmm. first half. And they led this game. By 17 at one point. And so, you know, and Georgia ended up winning that game. Um, but you could have, this was a game that Florida State was bound, it was bound to be a trap game. Mm-hmm. And granted, and give everything, every, uh, every Bit of congratulations credit. and con- uh, credit to that Western Carolina team. They came out and they shot 51% in the first half. And in the second half, it just dipped a little bit. The Florida State defense stepped up. And that's the, the been the key this year for Florida State mm-hmm. is every single game they've been in is the defense and the turnovers and the block shots has kept them in the game. And the free throws, also mention that, the free throws have kept this team in the game. And that's the only reason we have two wins right now mm-hmm. is the defense, the free throws, and the, the turnovers. And being able to create opportunities um, and that's the difference. And there's also one more point I want to make. That this this game was definitely a a eye opening experience. It it shows how much of a lack of depth we have. Or Florida mm-hmm. State has uh, this year. Florida State is reliant on MJ Walker, Trent Forrest, and Devin Vassell for most of their points. And that is going to become a problem later on, especially when they get into ACC play. Mm-hmm when they're playing games after game after game against good teams. So this game was very scary, like he said. But I, I love the fact that Florida State found a way to win. One of the big problems that I also saw this game, obviously contributing to the lack of depth, was the lack of penetration in the paint, lack of offense down low. Mm-hmm. The big guys could not get it going, and they haven't really been able to get it going. Granted, Ra- uh, Raekwon Gray was able to do some good at Florida, so... It, they really were exposed on Friday night last week because Balsa Kopravica, can never get that one right, and Dominic Kalizhnyzak <laughs> could not get it going. Yeah. And it's just, it was surprising. They Western Carolina manhandled these guys, even Raekwon Gray. They manhandled them all down low mm-hmm. and just denied every little bit of access. And even when you saw Trent Forrest, Vassell, MJ Walker, Patrick Williams try to drive, they couldn't. Every time I saw, I think I saw... Trent Forrest pull up for more J's at, mm-hmm. at the elbow than I'd ever seen him before and I know he does that a fair amount of the time but it was it was bad down low and I think that's something they really need to fix and especially that's going to be something they're going to struggle with coming down the way like you said in ACC play because they will be getting some better competition and better big man down there. Well, you look at the pit game, you know, you la- look the last few seconds. Wasn't it MJ Walker who pulled up for a jumper to end was, the game? Or was it, it was Trent, Trent. Walker? It was Trent, but yeah, but he pulled you, up from that same spot that he did a lot against Western Carolina. But you look at that as a problem. You've got to be able to, with seven seconds left, be able to drive that ball to the hoop. Mm-hmm. you got to be able to get that ball to the hoop. You have a higher chance of getting that ball in the basket if you or drive you it. Or, or you get fouled. Mm-hmm. And, and so... 
yeah, I agree. You've got to mm-hmm. be able to get penetration. You've got to be able to get points in the paint. And you can't just be relying on the three ball, which Florida State has mm-hmm. been a and lot, they're not, and they're not and making they're not great. it. No. That's something Florida State's never been really good at. They've never been a great three-point shooting team. Right now, this season, they're shooting about 30% from three-point range. And that's, that's not going to get it done. Yeah, not good enough to rely on. So Florida State really needs to get it down low. And even then, they couldn't get that many entry-level passes down there either, which was surprising. Mm-hmm. Because if they were getting entry-level passes down there and they were getting fouled or if they were getting the ball stolen from them, I could at least say, okay, that's fine. Yeah. But they're not even getting it down low. But if that, you can't get it down low, you have, like Tyler said, you have a lesser chance of getting buckets. That's one thing I noticed in the second half. I think Leonard Hamilton said, let's focus on that. Because mm-hmm. when they started to come back, they started going down low to, uh, I think it was Koprovica, Kop- mm-hmm. however you say it. Um, I think they started to get down low him, and he was starting to dom or not dominate, but he was starting to have his way because the center for their, uh, Western Carolina was, I think, six. He was not tall. Like he, he wasn't. Was, not, yeah, they, if if FSU had the centers they had last year, if they had Kevin Gelly back, if they had those guys back, mm-hmm. it would have been easy. Oh yeah, it would have been easy work. But the new guys, you gotta start learning. They gotta start trying to put that work in. I know, Elizniak came from Ole Miss. So it's an SEC school. It's a Power Five school. He's got to show it. He's got to show that he's had that experience. Yeah, I think, yeah, the inexperience was on display that they didn't know what to do when they're getting dominated in the post. Mm-hmm. And I think they kind of they kind of folded for a little bit, at least in the first half, and we started playing small. We played small for the majority of the first half. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we went down 17 at one point. Yeah. But uh, So my question to you guys is who do you need to step up to make sure that Florida State – continues to win down this stretch who is the guy that's not playing right now at the level that he can play at i think it's mj walker grant mj, MJ walker. walker had a good game yeah. against uh western carolina but if he can play the way we all expected him to play if we expect him the way we, he was supposed to play after his freshman year grant last year he had a slump he if he can step up this team will be much better for it yeah because when he can get going it kind of lets the other guys kind of take a step back and don't need to try and do that much because i know one guy that tries to do way too much, Anthony Polite. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that was who I was going to say. The guy gets so much time off the bench, but he does very little. 24 minutes in the last game. Yeah. And he had three points, I believe. Three points, yeah. So, One for four from the field. Like, are you kidding? Yeah, that's he, something yeah. that it's that's it's just pitiful at that point. I know he was touted as a pretty high recruit coming out of St. Andrews mm-hmm. School in Boca Raton, Florida. But he just hasn't panned out. And I really think the other guys, like... Uh, uh, Malik Osborne really should be getting more of that time mm-hmm. that the light's taken up. So, And well, even Nathaniel Jack. I think Nathaniel Jack's going to start getting more playing time. Maybe that'll start bringing Polite's down. But Nathaniel Jack should be getting more time as we go down. I think Raekwon Gray for me. Um, you know, he's somebody that can really he, – he's a, a dynamic forward that can really drive the ball. But he can also shoot the three. Um, and, you know, he went one for four from the field – you know, he only had 17 minutes, four points. He you didn't know, have that just, good of a game. He just, you just mm. need a better game from him. He looked really uh, good at Florida, though. I he noticed did, a lot yes. of times yeah. he was yes. very good at just driving. He, I saw him a few times. They would give him the ball up at the three-point he line. He just well. ran straight. He was just running downhill. He was like and that's running what, back out there. That's what Florida State needs from him. Mm-hmm. That's the, the kind of play that they need every day if they're going to be successful in the ACC. Mm-hmm. Um, and so – I don't know who you who so, you were gonna say. So I, I agree with both of your players. I was gonna say polite definitely needs to to. I think he's on the floor because of his defensive. He's really good on defense, mm-hmm. but we need more offense from him. My player is gonna be Wyatt Wilkes, the caveman. He looks a little different. He shaved his head and or he's, he has shorter hair now. But mm-hmm. he came as a surprise to me last year during the tournament because he did not play that much. He came in late in other games like during Georgia the regular Tech season. And yeah, a few other he would schools. come in at the end and be electric out at the end after we're up 30. With the but, rest of the Green Vipers. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but he started playing in the tournament, and he looked very good, I thought. I thought he spread the ball well. He knew what he was doing. He, he went into the paint and was able to actually have his way a little bit against good teams that made the NCAA tournament. I, I want to see more of him. Mm-hmm. He's been playing, but he's been, he getting, didn't, he's been getting more playing time. Yeah. It feels like he's getting now consistent playing time. He's in the rotation, but yeah. he just needs to ha- he needs to go back to that form he was in in the tournament, and I think he could literally be the sixth man or maybe, I wouldn't say starter, but I think he could be the sixth yeah, man I don't off think the bench. He's a, yeah, I don't believe he's going to ever. Because he brings electricity to the game. Yeah, if he can start shooting, if he can start getting it right, maybe he does, but obviously he hasn't even made a three this year. Mm-hmm. He's 0 for 3 from on the arc. Yeah. But let's get into some predictions for this week. They, Florida State has two games this week. 
they take on Chattanooga tonight. Obviously, probably by the time that this gets out, either the Chattanooga game will... I'm going to try and get this out before Chattanooga starts, but Chatt they take on Chattanooga on Wednesday night at 6.30 p.m., and then Saturday at Donald Tucker Center against St. Francis at 2 p.m. Let's do quick predictions for this one. Let's jump into some women's right after. All right, I think Florida State comes out and they don't it's not going to be like western carolina i think they're going to come out jump to an early lead and hold it for the rest of the game i think don't worry about giving an exact number okay too, I, because I won't basketball's give a, tough <laughs> yeah I, I won't give an exact number but i think florida state comes out they're going to be able to have their way their big men are going to get start scoring i think more threes fall for us this game we, okay we've been shooting really bad from three uh i think you know at, at a certain point the balls are starting to start going our way. Mm -hmm. We're getting tough bounces and everything. I think we handle both the games this week. All right. Chattanooga scored about seventy points a game this season, mm -hmm. uh, so I I look at to I look at to be about a ten point win for Florida State at home. I know that's kind of scary saying you know, but I I could see us at or Florida State at one point being down a couple points. Uh, and then, you know, especially early in the game. But I think Florida State handles their business versus Chattanooga, and then. It's the same thing against St. Francis. Uh, I don't see them losing at home against St. Francis either. So yeah, I agree. I got FSU coming out of this week two and uh, zero. Yep. So pretty easy predictions for Florida State men's basketball this week. Uh, the women's side, the women have been playing very well. They're yes. ranked twelfth in the nation right now. They are four and zero. They beat Charleston Southern, LSU, Jacksonville, and Samford, and they take on UIC University of Illinois Chicago this Saturday at one p.m. The women are going to coast for a bit. They're going to have a bit of an easy roster for a week this week and a little bit of the next. But come end of next week, it's going to get a bit tough. December is where stuff starts to get hard for these mm -hmm. girls. They play the, uh, Texas A&M December 1st and then Michigan State December 5th. So what have we got, What have we seen out of this women out of Sue's team for this year, Coach Sue Samrao, and what do we like? I like that they've been able to be so dominant early, mm -hmm. uh, and they've really shown their strengths. Uh, Nazio Wolfolk has been uh, extraordinary, and the the type of player that Sue really needs, uh, and such still a young team. Um, you know, you look at it a few years ago, you had such a, a stacked team of seniors. Nazia is the senior this year, and you look for someone to step up, and she has. She was named uh, ACC Player of the Week mm -hmm. uh, this past week, and. I've just enjoyed watching Florida State's, uh, besides the LSU game, just complete dominance. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's something refreshing as something last year they weren't able to do. Mm -hmm. um, and I know it's early. I know it's, you know, it's hard to tell from, you know, the, the likes of Sanford and Jacksonville and, mm -hmm. you know, and Charleston Southern. But it's it's key for their confidence going into the ACC mm -hmm. schedule that they are able to play at such a high level against teams that they should dominate mm -hmm. um, and and be consistent in that way. And they're able to work some things out that they they might be concerned about and they can take from what they did at LSU and change some of the things that might not have worked. I, so. I do like that, how they've been able to dominate teams, like you said. But what I've also liked is how the young players on this team, mm -hmm. River Baldwin, Sammy Puisis, have been able to kind of just come in there and act like they've been there before. Yep. And it's been impressive. Sammy Puisis is shooting 50% from three-point range right now, 8 for 16 right now. Both are averaging eight points a game, and both have been getting significant playing time. Uh, Baldwin's getting 15 point, averaging 15.1 minutes a game, while Puisis is averaging 22.5. So... These girls are really kind of making their making their statement right now, saying well, that she hey, had 16 at LSU, Puisas. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I mean, they're playing solid basketball right now, and I'm really liking what they're bringing to the table. And they're really and they also add depth to this roster because that's what really hurt this team last year. I know they were able to make an NCAA tournament last year, but injuries and people being out, coming and going, really killed it. Really killed this team. Mm -hmm. So if they can really stay there. They haven't even started a single game this year. And if they can just keep going, they're going to be solid and they're going to make another run. Well, they like you said, they give them depth. So they might be that spark off the bench. I mm -hmm. think for, for right now, Puisis, you could say, is the sixth man of this team. Yeah. Uh, the sixth woman, excuse me. Um, and she, you know, like, like I said, the, the key game I want to highlight here is 24 minutes and 16 points, uh, two rebounds, and, uh, you know, uh, a turnover. Uh, so she handles the ball. She shoots the ball well, and that uh, yeah, that's key going down the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, this next week 
is going to be a tell. They need to make sure that they are, like you said, moving. They need to have everything on tempo because they – the week after that, they have number six ranked Texas A&M, mm-hmm. and then right after that, fifteenth ranked Michigan State. That's going to be tough to go back to back against two elite teams like that. And not to say uh, the week before this next Tuesday, we play Florida. I think that's going to be a game that we need to not uh, sit back on our heels because they. Yep. Could, it's a any it's rivalry, a rivalry game. game they teams could you know they come out firing, making their shots. We could look. We could see you know. Mm-hmm. A little shakeup, and A and M's kind of an away game on December first. Mm-hmm. It's in Fort Worth, Texas, but still pretty darn close close to College Station. Yeah. A yeah. resident Texan would tell you, yeah, it's about a two three hour drive, so, so pretty easy. It's yeah. us going to Gain- It's us going to Gainesville. Almost. Yeah, pretty but, yeah. much. Yeah, so it will for sure be an away game for Florida State. There, they won't be sleeping in their own beds. They'll be playing in a quote unquote hostile environment. Yeah. So well, the one person that I'd like to see step up in terms of shooting. Uh, for this team is Kai Gillespie. Mm-hmm. He's not been that great coming out of the start. Uh, you know, nine points against LSU in 38 minutes. You want more from her. Um, I believe she's a senior. Is that a correct statement? Um, or is she a junior? Let me check on that stat. Stat check um, where we got it here. She is a retro senior. Okay, yeah. So you, you look for someone that's going to be a senior leader on this team. You need a little bit more out of her. Uh, the mm-hmm. most she scored this season is 15. Which um, was last game. Which was last game. It's so Stanford. she is improving. So, yeah. But I look for her, if you're going to be successful against Florida and Texas A&M and Michigan State, you've got to have her step up in these uh, crucial situations to play at the level that Nazia Wolfhook's giving you and uh, Nikki, uh, please uh, forgive me, Akumu, Akumu um, and, and even Sammy Polisis, who's young mm-hmm. and, and playing at a high level right now. I'll tell you one thing real quick. I love this the way this team spreads the ball. They every all five starters were in double figures. I yep. think that's great that mm-hmm. this the whole everyone's getting shots, everyone's getting looks, everyone's the last getting game the against up. Sanford, yeah, right? Yes. Yeah. All five starters. Yeah. I think that's a big thing cuz you know, games are going to come where someone's not having their shots fall and to have a teammate to look like, "Hey, you got to pick pick it up. I'm not making my shots today." I think that's a huge plus for Florida State basketball. Yeah, and they take on, like I said, UIC this weekend in Chicago. Yeah, that'll be a one o'clock tip. Predictions for that one? What uh, would we gonna say the average margin of victory? Uh, we know, I think we, I think we all know FSU is gonna win this one. What is gonna be the margin of victory? Considering they've won each game that's not been LSU by about forty points, uh, I would say I'll give them thirty, just because it's on the road. So a thirty-point win, just because it's on the road. I'll go because it's an yeah, like you said, it's on the road. I go maybe 20, 25 points because they're going to look to get into form coming around because they have Florida after that, Texas A&M, Michigan State. They need to have the system going, everything on firing. Uh, I think they get an easy win. I'm going to give them. I'm going to go way bigger than both of you. I'm going to say at least. I'm going to say about a 40 point win for the, really? for okay. the women this week. Their UIC is not going to be. The same kind of talent. I think this might be one of the lower-level talent teams yeah. that Florida State sees this year. Mm-hmm. And it should be a pretty big win for the Knowles. Yeah. So, Agreed. yeah, that's all we got for this episode. That's it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem. See you guys next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Talk and Chop. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FSVU Sports. Also, subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Play. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.